All right, time to talk some high school basketball here on the Kenny and JT Show, and we love having uh, our play-by-play voice join us whenever he can, and we know he's a busy man. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a legend, uh, the one, the only, Dan Belfort joining us on the Kenny and JT Show. How are you, Bells? Happy New Year. I'm good, and Roadman, right out of the gates, Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year, JT. Thanks, love brother. the new shoes, by the way. Uh, Thank you. What did you get? To me today. Fantastic. What, what new shoes? For Christmas, you can see them through the radio. I got my uh, fresh foam 1080 V12 New Balance running shoes, bright orange, so uh, Bells and Denny and Mark Miller can see me on the sidelines. What are you getting? What are you getting running shoes for? You haven't run a day in your life. <laughs> Bells, tell him. Wow, well, he jogs his memory every now. Oh, there you go. Nice, well, nice. well put, yes. Bells. Well, that's why he's a legend. Hey, I'm guys telling you what, he could put these on the runway at Akron Canton. No one would miss the runway <laughs> on the approach. Let's put it that way. They are beauties. I love them that way. I love them. Well, them. the way I look at it, they help help my knees and my hips because I'm getting old. And you guys up in the booth, I figured you know you might be getting up there in age as far as seeing things on the sidelines. So the brighter, the better for everybody, Bells. Yeah, anything visual is a big help. Trust me, it really is. And we appreciate it, brother. Hey, Bells, let's talk some high school hoops. We love having yeah. you on during football season, but as well during basketball season. And for us, really, for what we do on a daily basis, usually after the first of the year is when we really start focusing on Cavaliers basketball, Ohio State basketball, and high school basketball. You've been at it now for for a month and a half or whatever, so give us an idea of who's looked good so far in Stark County high school boys basketball-wise. Well, you know, it, it's a good collection of um, teams this year. We've talked, uh, Danny and I have talked, uh, amongst others, too. In the Fed this year, I really think it, it's been a coin toss uh, out of the gates with McKinley and Green and Glen Oak, and we're seeing Jackson and Hoover. Uh, do some really nice things. Canton South is playing well. Uh, the independents like uh, Central, uh, Louisville, Tigers are the real deal. We've covered them a couple of times now. It's a fun collection of teams this year, some very young teams that are building toward next year and really making some noise this year. So, so far from what I've seen, um, I'm probably going to put Louisville up at the top. Uh, they have okay. one loss, I believe. The only loss they have is the St. Ignatius. Wow. And they have just pre- pretty much taken on everyone on their schedule and dispatched of them. Yeah, I feel truly deserve to be, uh, in my eyes, at least in my opinion, number one team in the county. But there's a bunch of good ones, and we're having fun so far. Dan, how many games did you attend over the Christmas holiday? Because I had Tom McBride on right about a week before Christmas, and then Sean Weatherspoon about a week ago or so. How many games did you take in? Well, probably half a dozen. Yeah, I, okay. uh, we did four over at the, the classic, uh, Scott Hawkins and, and the guys. Oh, that's right. At Mass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got to do about four over there. Saw some other games outside of that. So on the year, I've got about 10 under my belt seeing various teams play. And it's always good just to get out and see where they are early on and see where they progress, uh, when they get about eight games in. Because yeah. really, when you talk about, uh, you get into week 10, you're at the watermark. You're halfway through the season. <sighs> And whatever hasn't been corrected better be corrected in a hurry mm-hmm. as you come down the stretch to everybody wants to make that push toward the playoffs. Dan Belford, our guest here on the Kenny and JT Show, talking high school hoops. And uh, you and Denny will be at it tonight, streaming it on whbcsports.com. Green at McKinley. Green is 6-1 and one overall. Bells 3-1 and one in the Fed. McKinley 5-2 and two overall, but undefeated so far uh, in the Federal League. So what are you expecting tonight in this Fed matchup? What I expect is what we've seen out of these teams. Um, 
the last few years, and, and of course, uh, Coach Witherspoon, his first year on the bench, um, they'll go baseline to baseline defense for four quarters. The intensity when these two teams get together uh, is unlike a, a lot of matchups we see in the county or outside the county. Both teams are very good at man, very good at health defense. They both have a complement of kids who can shoot from the outside, kids who can show their skill, are pretty smooth, about 15 feet and in. But the defense is usually what separates in this game when we get down into the fourth quarter where every possession becomes crucial and every mistake is magnified. Both of these teams defensively can just ruin your night. That's what I'm looking at as we uh, collide over at the, uh, the iconic field house tonight. What's the biggest difference you've noticed with McKinley with the new coach there? Discipline. Hmm. I really feel that these kids have bought in to the coaching style. They've caught in, uh, bought into the scheme. I think the rotation is much better. Where I thought it was a little bit of a, a roller coaster over the past few years. And nothing against Coach B. I thought he did a, a really good job while he was there. But sometimes you get a coach in who understands the kids and the kids understand him. And when you have that understanding on both sides, that's when cohesively you come together. There's a respect for each other. They practice harder. They perform better on the floor. And one thing I do notice, and you say one thing, Kenny, this yeah. Bulldog team does not give up at any point of the game. If they're down, they overcome. If they overcome, they finish. And a lot of times that's what we've seen the, at least the past two years with McKinley with the inability to finish in big games. This is a game tonight where they can really step up and really show, I, I think, their medal and what they're made of. It gets a green bulldog team is going to bring it at Well, the one thing that we know, bringing back Sean Weatherspoon to his alma mater, uh, and like yeah. you said, nothing against Andy Vlakovich, but you know these kids have a tendency to look up to a kid that's played there, played at the highest yeah. level, won championships. And the thing is this, too, it's not unlike the football team where you bring back a guy that's been there, that's walked those halls, and it's a little bit easier for a kid that's grown up here to look up to and maybe respect more the leader of your program. We talked to him, and we, you know, he told us, too, the same thing. You look for a basketball team like this in today's day and age, I cannot believe that you don't have a 6'5", 6'7", kid on a roster, but they don't. And he said that they're going to rely on that defense, and they're going to hound you for four quarters, and that's what it takes. But what about scoring the ball? I mean, who's the high-flying scorer? We've always seen great backcourts at McKinley, right? Uh, talk a little yeah, bit about that backcourt. The backcourt is a rotation thing, and they're good. I like Jason Moody. I like Chavers. Chavers, for a sophomore, is one of those kids with no fear. He's knocking down threes at about a 40, 42% clip, I think, on the year. He rebounds well at 6'3". Uh, he's almost averaging double figures. And what we're seeing on this McKinley team this year, and this is important to me, is at the free throw line. As a team, they're just under 75%. As wow. a team, and that may not sound much to some people, but I was looking at a, a team the other night, and I'm seeing that they're 65 percent on the year. And I start adding up how many free throw attempts and how many they've missed, and over eight games, that equated to leaving about 58 points on the floor that you did not capitalize on. The McKinley team is finishing things off and in ones this year in this new uh, you know bonus situation we have going on this year. He's one of the kids, Reed Sims, he is a kid who just doesn't get talked about enough. Uh, he's 6'5", he, he, he can do things uh, 15 feet and in. He can go outside and hurt you back. But it's uh, 
one thing, too, with McKinley, they have improved dramatically shooting the ball deep, which is something they struggled with the last two to three seasons. And that's made all the difference in the world. There's no 10, 12 rebound a guy game. There's a bunch of kids averaging six, six, five, four, three. So it's a collective unit. And when you play collectively, and I think you guys know whether mm-hmm. it's basketball or football, good things happen down long stretches when you play as a team and you play collectively. Bells, as we go through the county, we always like talking about you know the, the teams, the best teams, who's got a shot to go the furthest. Which players has stood out to you to this point from the various teams? Uh, for Maslin, they come to mind because we just um, did the Maslin game. Uh, Chris Knight is just a jewel. The, the kid's fantastic. I don't feel he gets enough um, attention. Maybe they want it that way right now because the, the team in general is a solid team with Josh Hodes. Chris Knight is good. Of course, we know Ja'Cory Lipkins uh, for Glen Oak. I, I just mentioned Reed Sims from McKinley. For Green tonight, we'll see, um, you know, Jared Taylor, who is just a solid player. Brady Rollison, to me, one of the more underrated players around. He's a 15-10 and 10 kid is what he is. He does a lot of the dirty work, but defensively he's, he's all over it. He plays well. This young guy who's coming up, um, the, the young guy for uh, Hoover the other night, and I, and I forget his name, and I, I feel bad about that right now, but he hit six out of seven threes and scored 30, and he's a freshman. And um, he is nothing but fun to watch on the basketball court. And you've got two kids um, for Louisville, one Hayden Nigro is just following yeah. the footsteps of Al Jancic. He's, he's a career 1,000-point scorer now. And you've got the guys like Fenefrock, and you've got Uline, uh, you've got Monterubio. Over Jackson, there are some really amazing talent, and we got to see Pooch on the basketball court and Tavon Castle, and that is a fun Canton South team to watch. Those two guys are just kind of picking up, bringing it off the football field, bringing it to the basketball court, and there's just another couple of kids that are going to shine as the season gets deeper. How Pooch look on the court? No I mean, look passes, Bell. Yeah, a lot of no look passes. Him. Throw behind the back. What, what does he do? <laughs> a little bit of everything. Nice. Yeah. He runs the court well. And, of course, we, we watch him run in football. He, he's as fast, if not faster, with a basketball in his hand. He's fantastic. A kid can shoot from outside. He finishes at the rim. He is the epitome, just the epitome of the total team player. Love to watch him play. And he's a guy on any given night can knock down 20 for you if he chooses to or gets his teammates involved, which he does very well as a uh, – distributor and Tavon Castle showed no signs of any football legs coming in he is just a dynamic kid offense and defense so those two in particular it's fun to see him come off the the field and go onto the hardwood and do some really nice things Bells uh, with this season uh, you know we, we always wonder okay before the season we know which teams are supposed to do well has there been a yeah. surprise team for you uh, that maybe is to this point, uh, exceeding expectations or looks to be headed in the right direction? I would have to look at um, North Canton Hoover for no other reason than they were so doggone young coming into the season. Not a ton of experience, but boy, they're starting to find themselves. They're sitting at 6-3 and three now. They're 2-3 and three in the league. Um, they just are beat the Maslin, right? Now. Yeah, Maslin is the other. I don't think anyone was looking at Maslin. Um, they are fun. They are a fun team. They're energetic. Might be the best team Josh has had since he's been there. 
and they are never give up team. And Josh is the first to admit that they have work to do. They really do. Uh, they tend to get let their their adrenaline get out of control at times, and that cost them in games. I think that cost them against Hoover the other night. But um, yeah, Maslin's the other. I think that's doing some wonderful, wonderful things, and Hoover stands out. Uh, you're always talking about Jackson. You're always talking about Glen O'Green McKinley in the Fed. And, and McKinley's a pleasant surprise this year. But I always expect a little something out of McKinley. I think Hoover's just done some really nice things so far. Were you surprised that Hoover handed Maslin their first loss the other night? Uh, you know, in, in a sense, I was, because they were trying to find themselves a little bit. Uh, the whole rhythm, if you will, of this team. And Maslin was on a roll. They, they've won five in a row, I believe, coming into the contest. They were just taking care of their business and taking care of it emphatically. Um, yeah, I was a little surprised, that especially when they had them down 10 at halftime, meaning Hoover had the lead, and here comes Maslin again. I've watched him a couple of other times this year. They storm back, they tie it up, they take a lead, but then Hoover found themselves again, and down the stretch they hit two big shots, game over. Yeah, Maslin did have a final look that would have put us into overtime, but it just didn't fall. So, yeah, uh, I just feel they're, they're a surprise team in a sense of where they are right now. They're going to get better, and they're, they're not going to be a surprise anymore this season. But I thought on Maslin's home court, which is no easy place to play. We've seen more teams come out of there with losses than they do wins. But Hoover got a big one the other night in Tiger Town. Hey, last thing, and I, I wanted to save it for, yeah. for our last questions football-wise. We had Mark Miller on the other day. Uh, Maslin yeah. uh, ends up finishing in the top 12 in the, the nation as far as best teams in uh, the USA this year, and uh, Max Preps Coach of the Year nationally. Nate Moore, and he's up for another Coach of the Year award as well, I think, this weekend. Uh, very deserving, don't you think, Bells? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, what a season. I mean, come on. And, and to get those two awards, and didn't Darian, uh, didn't Pringle pick up an award? Yep. The Defensive player of the year, yeah, in the in the country, yep. Yeah, so I don't know there are too many teams that ever can put those three things on the map in any one given season, especially on a national scope. It's a one thing to do it locally. It's a one thing to do it throughout the state of Ohio. But my goodness, uh, to do what they did last year, finally get that monkey off their back, and then to get these accolades, you know, poured upon them at the end of the season. Uh, it was a thrill for us, I know, to, to cover the season, to cover the big game. And uh, I know it's a memory I'll keep with me for a long time. I've had an opportunity to see a lot of good teams take home the trophy, but to see them finally do it over in Tigertown was a pretty special event. And, and we're proud as individuals to cover. We're proud as a radio station. And congrats and applause to all the people involved and to Nate and his staff and his kids and the community. It's everything you want to write in a storybook ending, and I thought it was a storybook ending this year. I couldn't agree more with you, Bells. It was a lot of fun covering uh, that team and what they accomplished, as well as Canton South. Uh, and we had some very good teams uh, do some things in the playoffs in Stark County. And uh, before you know it, Bells, we'll be getting together for that uh, football meeting to pick our games for next year in year number 80 of high school football on WHBC. That's, uh, I can't wait for that day. Me neither. I can't wait to see those shoes on the sideline, man. Sounds great, Bells. Hey, thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you throughout the rest of this basketball season. Thanks, buddy. Happy New Year. Thanks. Thanks, Rovan. Thanks, JT. Mm -hmm. There he is, Dan Belford. Good.
checking in with us here on the Kenny and JT Show. Coming up next, we'll talk some Browns football with our good buddy Scott Petrak, Browns beat reporter at brownzone.com. Stay with us.